Let the beast about the cage that light about the dark. Can you build the inferno from my itty bitty spark? Coffee shop hustlers rise with the cream. A million of the writers, same Hollywood dream. Your pen and paper, all like bullets in the gun. Write what you feel, say what you want in the red room. We say what we say, we do what we feel. We gotta keep it real in the red room. All about the crap. So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Ah, uh, yeah. What's up, y'all? What? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? 2016. <laughs> yeah. <What? laughs> On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So check it out, y'all. Today, Lisa Bolakaja got got a little left in traffic. She said her her cat got stuck in her car or some shit. <laughs> That's like on the in Dick the Van engine. Dyke show. She got trapped in a, a 1960s sitcom problem. Her cat got stuck in the engine. Her sister's cat, I think, got stuck in the engine. So they were trying to peel the cat out of there. Before I've had she that happen to a cat before, though. Really? To my really? cat. That's yeah. funny. Cats. That's yeah. funny. So I'm not introducing Lisa. She she might pop in on the episode later on. But um, we got with me today. To the right, my man, big bro, Jeff Thorne what? in the house, writer, producer, uh, 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 cartoon dude, not cartoon dude, uh, uh, what are, yeah, cartoon dude, comic book dude, 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 you know, yeah, book geek, dude. geek soul brother number six. Right, I'm number six, I'm not number one. There's a lot of guys I got to take out for. Exactly. And then we got my little bro over there, <laughs> the Chris Derrick, you guys, from the Derrick Brothers writing and directing team. What's hoo, up, hoo, people? Hoo. What's up, hot? What? I said, what's up? What's up, hot? <laughs> you can move that up if you want. Okay, I'm He's sitting there leaning with him, rocking yeah, no, with it. got that gangster lean thing going. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Lean a little bit. So, so today we're going to talk about a whole bunch of shit. It's going to be a chop it up episode. So it's going to be some game on writing. It's going to be some game on the universe and the world and all that other politic, politics going on, all that shit. So a couple things. Before okay. we started, y'all were talking about a couple things. Number one, you guys were talking about like industry uh, like kind of like industry respect or something to that nature, like 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 being likable oh. in the industry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you guys transitioned and started going in about Haiti and <laughs> Wells Fargo and, and shit. She's going to go to Haiti because she works in disaster relief. Oh really? So we just started talking about, about like what's the situation in Haiti? Why is Haiti messed up all the time? Yeah, yeah. Blah 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 blah. And women in the history of Haiti, <laughs> history, <laughs> history of Haiti in the Dominican Republic. Um. And then we got into talking about you know just like how black people are perceived. Mm-hmm. And then we start talking about, like, um, you know, police brutality and not getting There's no police brutality. With, I, what are you with, talking what about? the hell you say? What are with, you talking about? <laughs> with, like, redlining. And it reminded me about Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo has been in the news of late because mm-hmm. they were doing all this fraud with people's bank accounts. Mm-hmm. But, see, people forget, and I didn't forget this, but, but during the financial crisis... Mm-hmm. They got exposed for that. This is something that the same guy, the guy Stumpf, yeah. who's running it now, he had a couple divisions in some of these these predominantly black neighborhoods in Minnesota and in Baltimore and places like that, mm-hmm. where they said to their bankers, this is kind of, okay, here's the redlining in reverse. They did the redlining of, so these are the black neighborhoods. It's not... Let's not give them loans. Let's target them for subprime loans, hmm. even if they have scores, FICO scores, that would, yeah. that would give them the prime lending rate. Right. And okay. then they take their cribs because, right. you know, you're sitting there with some adjustable rate mortgage, all of a sudden jumps up to, you know, to whatever, mm-hmm. you know, 15, 20, 40 cents from four. And so, you know, the payment is now triple. Yeah. And it's like, so they were doing that. Yeah. They got sued for that. Interesting. Right. And it was also, this, and, and, but, but Wells Fargo has, has a history a fucking up, mm-hmm. right? Because, and that's why I say about conspiracy. Because there was even a situation out here mm-hmm. where some Wells Fargo bankers in like Marina del Rey, or maybe even a little south or down in the South Bay or something like that, mm-hmm. were seizing homes that were beachfront property, right? Mm, yeah, and that's what, really and, rare property. And, and, but, yeah, yeah. But, but what happened was this one woman, she uh, she seized the property. Hmm. Somewhere up in Malibu, mm-hmm. didn't tell nobody, and mm. was partying. Really, at it. 
Sh- like, <laughs> you know, people would come by. Put Snoop Dogg and like, over there. Like, like, constantly <laughs> all the time. And, 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 and she got caught because the neighbors were complaining because people were coming up via boat uh, right, to re- this house. Right. So it was really yeah, remote. Yeah, and, yeah. and partying. Yeah. You know, and they were like, who, who owns this house Nobody. now? Nobody. Yeah, no one, oh, Nobody owns it. The, the people who used to live here yeah. right. didn't party like this. Yeah, the investigation yeah, yeah. found out that there was this Wells Fargo banker. Wow. This woman was just like, I got this house now. I push someone out, and before I put it on the market, yeah. and try to, and, and, <laughs> we gonna get it in. For you know, a yeah. <laughs> okay. Now here's what I say to that: um, conspiracies. To me, I don't really believe in conspiracies. Uh, a conspiracy needs to be for it to work. It needs to be small. You can't keep a secret bigger than like maybe the three of us might be able to keep a secret, mm-hmm. right? Maybe, maybe, unless one of us is like, well, wait a minute. If I just did this, then I get more, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden it's not a secret anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. But. You don't need a conspiracy if everybody already agrees. Right. 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 And the thing that was fascinating to me, and I always say this on my Twitter feed, I'm like, why are you all pretending that this stuff is just not going on? Mm -hmm. Whatever the thing is. I'm like, this thing that just happened with Wells Fargo and the thing that happened with Wells Fargo before, frankly, it's what a cop will tell you about criminals. The criminals they catch are the dumb ones. Right. True. Right. True. Oh, There's right. a whole lot of criminality just going on. <laughs> they, they never get and caught. And those people are smart. They're not getting caught. Mm-hmm. The cops don't have the resources. They don't have mm-hmm. the time. And frankly, sometimes they're just not smart enough yeah. to catch them. Or sometimes they're smart enough to maneuver within the system. Right. 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 So if you're catching someone, it's because someone screwed up. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Okay. That, okay. A friend of mine who's a not a friend of mine, but a, a, there's an FBI. Like consultant, the screenwriter consultant, you can like mm-hmm. find these people on the oh, yeah. the WGA thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. He was saying that same thing. He was saying all he's like, we don't know who was smart. The smart criminals, right. we, we, we actually don't even know there's a crime. Right. With smart criminals. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we don't even what know what's being committed. I did the show so leverage. It's like, what did you do? I did the show leverage um, a few <laughs> few years ago, and it was basically every week we had to come up with two crimes. Two plausible thefts. One that we would is that start, John Rogers' show? Yeah, okay, yeah. we would start out with um, a sh- every episode, and it was amazing we got away with this for as long as we did mm-hmm. because the first part of the episode was here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this amazing thing, yeah. and in the middle of the episode, we'd burn it. And here's what we really have to do. Because uh, that fell apart. It's almost we, like a red herring or something. Yeah, shit, huh? every, but it was every week. And yeah. Every week people were like, oh, damn, they, that didn't work. Like, uh, we were like, are you still following this? <laughs> this is an amazing <laughs> structure. It was a great formula. Right. Yeah, and it was a straight yeah. up structure, yeah. right? But the thing that we did, and it goes back to what you're saying about the FBI guy, we had all of these people on speed dial for research. We had mm-hmm. ex-criminals. We had street mounted banks. We had people working in security. We mm-hmm. had law enforcement, whatever. And what we would get back and feedback from our audience was, y'all are just making up stuff. You left me <laughs> People calling out these big wig, you know, industrial people and all mm-hmm. this. It's like, are you crazy? This is the stuff. We're not even telling you the stuff. Yeah. The stuff we're, quote unquote, making up mm-hmm. is like the mild vanilla version Correct. of the crap that we dug up. Mm-hmm. Right. Stuff that's been super distilled down because like, I have to make it fit in the story structures. Not like, even, like soft. Shit yeah. that would scare you if you were, if you were aware mm-hmm. of what people were up to and what they were getting away with. Everything from little tiny heists to giant governmental crap sure. that you're just like, well, of course this couldn't go on unless the Minister of Finance was in on it. <laughs> this literally could not happen yeah. unless the cops on the border were helping. Correct, you correct. could not do this. Right. right? Well, trip, trip this, because um, you know, we just sold our house like a year ago, right? Okay. <clears throat> and our neighbor next to us was a couple who were co-EPs on Criminal Minds. They're okay. not anymore, but they're on, they moved on to other They're shows. not a couple or they're not on Criminal Minds? they're not a couple. <laughs> <laughs> they're not a couple. Oh, that woman. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she knows who she is. So <laughs> anyway, no, I love her. So okay. anyway, um, so much so because when they first started on the show, you know, they were, you know, younger writers and they worked this uh, worked their ways up. Mm-hmm. Then they became, you know, co-EPs on the show. Now, what happened was when we first moved there, they were already there, right? One of them was there, and then they ended up moving in with each other. So here's the point I'm going. The more they stayed on that show, and we know what Criminal Minds is like, fucking psychos and killers and whatever, mm-hmm. well, one of them would go to D.C. every other year and take all these courses on, you know, with the FBI about, like, how to deal with, you know, sociopaths and whatever. So eventually the house became a fort. Right. They no, were I'm like, not what kidding. Was up in the world, lights would come on, dogs in the backyard. I mean, serious security cameras. I was like, wow, because he started. He lived in that world. He, he knew what was real, yep. and he knew what we were dealing with. Well, see, look, this is the thing. There's a movie called Manhunter, mm-hmm. which is Michael Mann's. Oh, the first film, Red Dragon. The first Red Dragon yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. 
I still think that movie has the scariest opening of any movie I've ever seen. What happened in it? Remind okay, me. the opening in that is the killer, the tooth fairy, is this footage. It's his total point of view shot of him okay. coming in, and he's got the oh, mask right. over his eyes. So there's like a stocking thing like over the camera. Mm-hmm. He's just walking up in this house. And this is a cinephile right here. You know, he just, he just rolls up in the crib. Mm-hmm. Actually, starts off, he's up in the crib. You didn't even know how he's in the crib yet. He's in the crib. Hmm. It's, a, it's a flashlight coming in there. So it's kind of like it's the way the light's cutting from the, from the, the, the pantyhose, everything like that. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Just walking up the stairs slowly. Walk up the stairs slowly, this haunting ass music from like Tangerine Dream or some shit right, like that. Come right. up in there, yeah, come he, up in there. It, it, you know, <laughs> turns the corner, it opens up. There's the, there's the child's bedroom, mm-hmm. closes that thing, turns in. All slow, methodical. Lots of curiosity. You know, it? it's yeah. like oh, and then he goes into the um, uh, to the parents' room, and he's just standing there watching them. Really? For like just a breathing, a beat or two. <laughs> just looking at. And he turns. He just puts the light on them. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up the husband, and then oh, it cuts. Yeah, I remember this, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, then it yeah, cuts, yeah. and then you get the crime scene. Yeah. What and, happened you after? Know, and, and Will Graham's on. I mean, Will Graham up in there, and not yeah. Will Graham, but he's like brought on the but uh, the dude, the uh, Dennis Farina's character. Um, mm-hmm. Oh right, right. And right. it's uh, and it's like blood on the ceiling, yeah. and it's white. It's just like yeah, they motherfucker. And then it's like that movie. You find out before all these other movies like Silence of the Lambs and mm-hmm. Seven, where these people are really on some old wild ass shit. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker, the Tooth Fairy. He's up here in the background at their crib. No, he's two yards over. Hmm. He's up in a tree two yards watching over him. Watch watching him. And he's like, that's how they find him because he's like, he's whittling some shit off the branch. You're like, this motherfucker's crazy <laughs> in a way that you can't picture. You know, right. he's not like your boy John Doe from <laughs> Seven tripping out yeah, or right, yeah, yeah. he was really on, like, really. I mean, he's, yeah. he's doing the real. But right. he's one step ahead of you. Yeah, he's doing it because that author Thomas Harris. Mm-hmm. Right. There's some story about him where he um he wrote some. I think he got famous writing this book called Black Sunday or something okay. like that about this assassination at a Super Bowl, hmm. right? Super right, Bowl. Right, yeah, right. it came out in the seventies. John Frank and I movie, really That's good movie. Right. Black okay. Um, I want to say Robert Shaw is in it and shit like that. I don't remember. God, he was great. But uh, but anyway, he was a reporter at some paper, hmm. and then he like. Went down to Mexico to work on some story and like disappeared hmm. for a while. And then, Interesting. And, and he then came he, back and with he all came, this. Then he came back and the next thing he wrote was like Red Dragon, Silence of the Lambs. And it's like, it's some story like that. Or maybe it was after, maybe after Silence of the Lambs, whatever. Okay. But he was in Mexico and was gone for a while. And he showed and up. came back and, had he came some back sh- and wrote these and motherfuckers? And had some shit to scare the fuck out of us. Wow. He's like, you know what? Check this out. We are really crazy <laughs> and, and yeah. we don't know it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot of people with bad wiring in their heads running around. They look like us, they act like us, mm-hmm. but it's fake. It's yeah. all you know. I think I get into these weird debates as you've seen on, <laughs> on Twitter. Okay, do not be following Jeff on Twitter, bitches. Well, just be careful. It's a minefield. It's a minefield. That's all I'm going to tell you. Um, but you know, like, I get in arguments sometimes with um, various people who have their their isms, yeah. right? And it's not like a um, not all men situation mm-hmm. or not all straight people or not all black people or whatever it is. Yeah. But you have to remember, um, if all men felt the way, for instance, Donald Trump has revealed that he acts behind, <laughs> behind the scenes, mm-hmm. if even a firm majority of us behave that way, our society would look totally different than it does right now. Yeah. Right. So what you have to assume is there's an incredibly active vocal minority of us mm-hmm. that act like assholes. Right, just like what the cops will tell you, the criminal class in the United States is roughly, let's say, ten percent of the overall sure. population. But it's not spread across; it's the same ten percent. Yeah. Right? They go into jail, they rotate out. They go into jail, they rotate out. They uh, do their, they do whatever dirty thing they do, and then they might pass it on to their offspring, or you know, hang with their their boys or mm-hmm. whatever. Yes, it's usually men, whatever. But it's not like cops don't get to say. Uh, a bunch of black guys do X, therefore I'm going to look at all black guys because <laughs> it's a set of black guys. It's a small subset of black guys. It's mm-hmm. a small subset of Asian guys. It's a small yeah. subset of these dudes doing this stuff. They're just really active. Sure. Well, that's true. Yeah, the, yeah, I was going to say the disproportionate impact. Two things on that I want to bring up. One, we were saying earlier about people know. Yeah. That there's no conspiracy. See, here's the thing that's interesting. There's a movie that you guys have to see if you guys haven't seen this movie. Hmm. It's called Goodbye, Uncle Tom. Oh, I've never heard of this. And I don't know if you all have seen this movie. Mm. 
But a friend of mine was telling me about checking it out. In from the 70s or some shit? From the 70s. Okay. And my brother and I checked it out like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it blew my fucking mind. Really? Okay. Still? Well, the 70s people. And oh, yeah. The 70s. Now, yeah. Now, this the is, black film industry now, in the 70s. But this is, a, this, is a white, this is a white made film. This is the film okay. that I don't think ever got re- theatrical release in the States. Because oh, really? it, this is a crazy movie. It's about, it's an Italian film. And it's an Italian documentary, but it's played with one of these fourth wall breaking it type situations where it it starts off as helicopter shot going across this like uh, the water, you you know, like in in the south south of America, Mm -hmm. like the uh, like Like a bayou, yeah, bayou kind of thing. It lands Mm -hmm. in an antebellum plantation, and it's all taking place like it's in. An antebellum plantation, and these Italians from the seventies went back really? to like eighteen forty to interview people in their really? helicopter. In the That's helicopter, awesome. and they got their camera, and they're and they're, and they're, and they're, and they're talking to people like, like slaves in, and slaveholders. Well, and they're not slaves; they're interacting with the, because the slaves don't get to talk, but they're interacting with all the people. Really? And they're down there, and they go to this dinner, and they meet Harriet Beecher Stowe, and she's like, "What the hey, hell? I'm talking what the about hell? how did you? Where did you see that? Where is it? Oh, okay, so uh, there's the it's a, there's a, the video store called um, Cinephile. Oh, yeah. Okay. But they have it, uh-huh. and the place called Eddie Brands has it, right? Get out. Now, was cr- this, okay, this, because uh, uh, we were talking about Nate Parker's movie, right, which I guess opened the other yeah. day, and my friend was like, oh, you need to see this instead. Hmm. It's like, really? Hmm. And so, <laughs> um, this movie hmm. puts something like 12 Years to sl- uh, 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 12 years a Slave to shame what? in terms of how bad black people are what? treated. And what's crazy about it is you don't even see a lot of violence on screen. And you still feel it. But it's just like there's a rape that happens mm. off camera. There's a there's a a, 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 a castration really? where they use the little gelding thing from the horses off Damn. camera where they're talking about it and they interview these white people and they're saying well why do you do this and blah 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 and they get this interaction with the white the white people justifying hmm. why they do slavery. And there's yeah. a couple of people there who are like, who are some whites from like England or the North who are like, y'all are fucking up because y'all have 25 slaves in this house doing your work and, and, and you basically need three. <laughs> you know, because they're all, they're all, you know, because the way you're treating them and everything mm-hmm. like that is they're not... They're, they're not even being really properly used as servants. So that's the mm. criticism? You have too many? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you don't need no, all this. No, no, you need to streamline. No, 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 no. So he's saying, so he's basically, <laughs> this guy was saying, so he said, get, you should get rid of slavery because it's, it's inefficient as right, hell. It's, it is You know, like, 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 like beyond the inhumanity of it. Mm-hmm. But the black people are treated so bad. It's like the way they're treated is just disturbing. Hmm. Well, like, like I'm, there's like this food trough where they're like, well, here's all our like cornmeal and pigs, blah blah blah, and 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 they got to eat it like they're animals, and they got to put their, they got to hold their baby in, so the baby is like being held and has to eat what? It, like, it but, is so wild. But think but, about but, it. But, think about it. Of course, that to... stuff happened, right? Yes. Of course, yes. that stuff yes. happened yes. because yes. when you take away. Um, if you take away the humanity of your victim, one, and you take away any moral restraint, right? Where you're saying, you, I mean, I hate to keep bringing this back to Trump, but I just hate that motherfucker <laughs> um, because he is the naked face of what has been. He's a, by the way, a mild version of the naked face mm. of what's been going on in this mm, country. And yes. we, what started this conversation was off off mic. Mm-hmm. I I basically said when Lincoln got assassinated, mm-hmm. the ripple effect of, Nas- of 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 Lincoln's assassination is currently being felt mm. because. And then I was. You know, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, actually, a, a talented and I think decent-minded man, uh, on Twitter, basically said, "No, it's too big of a statement. You can't say it's all on uh, Johnson." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "He removed Reconstruction. He rolled back Reconstruction. He created Jim Crow, right? He um, took away all kinds of rights of motion. He he voided out people who had been elected into office, right? That's not counting the Indian Wars, by the way. Okay, <laughs> we're not even going to count that on this conversation. And so at the like that. Yep. Thank you, Hilliard. Um, so 
now we're in 2016 and people are like, well, you know, you had desegregation and you had all this other stuff that, you know, you, you should be happy now, everything's easier. And on a certain level, yes, the comfort level is much nicer for most of us, I would say. But redlining, the prison population, and I mean the for-profit prison population, mm -hmm. the fact that uh, the black and Latin subcultures have been telling you the entire time that I've been alive, see how cops yeah. do us? And everybody's like, oh, you guys are just exaggerating mm -hmm. or you're race baiting, whatever the hell that phrase means. <laughs> um, and now all of a sudden everybody's got cell phone cameras and everyone's going, oh my God, it's true. It's like, yes, we've been telling you mm -hmm. that for 45, 50, 60, 100 <laughs> it's years. It's true, but... You we know. don't know what happened right before right. We, that what, happened. Right, there's always but some she, mitigating she, thing. <laughs> but that's what goes back to this conspiracy thing. That ripple effect from the from all of the strides that have been made. And by the way, Lincoln was no saint. Mm -hmm. But the, his choices about how to do reconstruction, about how to punish our insurgent, traitorous, beat-down enemy. Mm -hmm. and, he, and they didn't right. do that. They didn't but, do but, any but, of that. Okay, just, I'm going to address some so more. So it's been festering but, since then. Yes. And so when we say there's this conspiracy, no conspiracy needs to happen. When desegregation occurred, the laws changed on the books. But it's not like all of those Klansmen mm -hmm. and all of those Jim Crow supporters just went, oh, I guess we were wrong. Now the new law is here. Let me just we'll follow the law. Look, look, and people don't follow the law anyway. Right. But, but, but is it the point your friend, Twitter guy, said is too big of a statement that Johnson, whatever the rollbacks who, after Lincoln got killed, does he not know about Reagan? <laughs> well, this is my point, that it's a straight line I'm, from I, that. I mean, but, like but you can trace it. But, but the yeah. thing is, is that one individual president can do a lot of damage because mm -hmm. everything that we suffer from now in terms of we don't have proper like wages is because Reagan got rid of the unions, mm -hmm. pretty much. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much why we're broke and down. the whole war on drugs thing. You know, boom. You know, it's like, so, that, so it's like, the, yeah, I mean, people who don't, People always try to say the president doesn't have a lot of power, and he doesn't have a lot. There's some power he has to inflict laws. He Federal doesn't have a lot of power, but there's some power that he does have. Is a yeah. lot of you know. That's why this whole the states' rights crap keeps popping up. States' rights was created mm -hmm. so that we could have the right to keep having commerce and slaves. Okay, <laughs> that's what the states' yes, rights were yes, that everyone yes, was arguing yes, about. Yes. We would like to it was, expand it was the commerce the, of was, human beings. It was the Southerners cattle. who were asking for that. Right. On that, yeah. we would like to keep that state's right. Yeah. Okay, so whenever people start poke, poking that up, that's what it started with, and that's really what it fundamentally is about. Which is why there's always like we need to have little government. Right, and why minority groups tend to be like, no, we're cool with the federal system well, being in charge because yeah. that's who came in and kicked your asses when you kept <laughs> trying to do the states' rights crap. Well, yeah, right? well, well, yeah, because I, th I, I think it's harder to keep a conspiracy on the large federal level. Yeah, it's but it's very... easier to do it on like the state level or a town or a town level. It's Absolutely. Super, you see, you know what? It's like the whole thing about the cell phone cameras and black people. You know, like who's that? Who's that woman? Lena Dunham was complaining mm -hmm. about that guy at the at the Met. You know, and everything. Yeah, and who, who, who ignored her like she was some. But see, here's place. the thing that I say to people all the time. This is kind of crazy to me. It's like okay. We all champion Harper Lee's book, To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm -hmm. We've seen the movie, mm -hmm. great film, Brock Peters playing your boy, everything mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and we read the book probably in school. Yeah. What First is that? book I remember reading. Yeah. But what does that book tell us? White woman tells the, the town, black man who cannot raise his arm because mm -hmm. the muscles ripped off as a kid, he raped me and beat me and the beat marks are on the side Long of my side. face mm -hmm. where he'd have to use that arm that doesn't lift. Correct. And he goes to trial and gets hung. Right, because mm -hmm. it's not about that. It's not, it's not exactly. It's not about that. So it's kind of like, okay, so there it is. So that's the, but I feel like now I feel like that movie and that book are just like, these kind of blinders that a lot of people just say, okay, that's that incident. Mm -hmm. So now let me not look at what else is going on well, because I think too, it's, it's, it's so sensationalized. I think what happens too is that it's an interesting trick that's been played because nobody wants to be called a racist, right? Yeah. Even real straight up racists get mad when, when you call them. I'm not a racist. Yeah. How dare you, sir? How dare you? I'm a purist. I'm a, the whatever, whatever. Right. This isn't about race. Why are you making it about race? Well, you're wearing a Klan uniform. <laughs> you literally have a hood on. No, no, it's not about race, man. This is about economics. I'm keeping yeah, my head know. warm. I'm keeping my head warm, right? This goes back to the different periods of time in Britannia. No, it doesn't. They just made that crap up. You're a racist. Come on. But they're fine with the activity of racism, right? Don't call me. What I'm doing isn't that. 
and I think because it's become pushed all the way off to this side, the picture that a person has of a racist in their head is some guy who's got like a noose in one hand and a little mini burning cross sure. in the other hand, yeah. and he's got like I'm with Hitler on mm-hmm. a T-shirt. You know, yeah. that's not how it works. No, right? It just has refined itself down to the point where, I mean, we're seeing what's happening on these cell phone cameras, mm-hmm. right? And what is happening is the cops, and I, let's give the cops the benefit of the doubt on this. Let's say you're actually terrified. Mm-hmm. I don't personally believe this, but I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. I see one unarmed black dude in the middle of nowhere standing next to a truck. <laughs> I got 10 boys with me and a helicopter over me, and we all have guns. I'm terrified. Okay. Yeah. Let's assume that's true. Yeah. The reason it's true is that they think we have fucking animalistic superpowers. Yes. Right? That yes. if you shoot me once, it's only going to make me angry. Correct. Right? And then I'm going to hulk out and lift the okay. car and throw it at you? We all are Luke Cage. Right? Well, everybody's Luke Cage. We're bulletproof. Yeah. We're going to turn into the Hulk. I wrote this little thing on my medium thing about black people do not have superpowers. <laughs> right? Black people are just people mm-hmm. with more melanin in their skin. That's it. And that is kind of a superpower. Okay? Because this ozone stuff, the sun, we, we can, can handle the sun. it. Okay? There's going to be a lot of brown people around after everybody else goes away. Okay. But that's not a superpower that stops us from yeah. from, from, from getting killed by bullets. Yeah. Right? Or beat down. Or multiple tasers. Why nine tasers? One taser puts you down. Trust me. Yeah. Okay. Why do I need nine? I was terrified something would happen. Mm-hmm. And that's part of this sort of as there is rape culture, yeah. there is race culture. Yeah. Right? But that goes yeah. to... I don't mean to interrupt you. Well, no, I'm no, just saying I'm just, they don't need a conspiracy. There's no. no need for them to talk to each other about this. They've just sort of, in the soup well, of our well, culture... Well, well, well yeah, it's right. because... It, mm. like, you, 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 I was just thinking about, like, I still, in my head, can never put together... You, you see on Facebook or on Twitter all the time, they show you a different photo, like a black dude who got pulled over, and then they show a black dude who was about to blow some shit up. Yeah, right. Who shot some people right, in the mall, right. and then he's walking out of it with handcuffs. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the yeah. brother got pulled over for a traffic ticket, and he shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? They make sure they tase his ass or get right. him down and people, just handcuffs. Terrorists have walked yeah. away alive. Yeah. They're in hospitals. They're in secret protective custody or whatever. Yeah. And some guy who just went, look, my car broke down. Yeah. You know, I told my friend, I was like, I can't come in and rescue you or if something's <laughs> happening. Because if we call the cops and I'm the first person they see coming out, hey, there's something. Like, what did you do, man? Right. And that and that's what black cops, Latin cops, Asian cops, female cops, it's not People think racism is just about the race of the person doing the racism. Correct. But it is this sort of unnecessary, it's not a conspiracy because. But look, you remember, right? you remember, I don't mean Trump, you remember in Boys in the Hood, they even were saying that one black cop, he was the worst one. He was the worst. Right. He, well, and they well, was well, black. Well, yeah, well, yeah, there's that KRS song, song the uh-huh. KRS one song called Black Cop. But the, I look, it's not that it's a conspiracy. This, there's two things on it. There's a really fascinating book that I don't know if you read it. It's called Brainwashed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Brainwashed, written by this guy named, um, his, name, his name is Burrell. He's, I forget his first name, but he's famous because he had the first black ad agency. Okay. It's called Burrell Communications. Okay. And he's retired now and everything like that. But, he, but his, his, his thrust in the premise of his book is racism and how black people are treated. He takes it from the point of view of how it's been advertised to us over the last 150 years. That's right. And it's like, and he goes through all these examples of like shows, you know, these like stuff now that when you see it, like these ads that would be up in the, the sell soap or the or like that would just, you know, like the stuck like the soap ad would have a white per, like a white girl and a black girl. And the white girl is like bathed in the soap, and it's like mm-hmm. I'm clean, not like him, you know, yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that. You saw that Chinese ad, right? You know, no, no, and it's just Have like you seen the Chinese no, ad. All right, it's a, it's a, it's a interracial couple, oh, and a, God, and it's God, an Asian God. woman and a black oh, man, and they're going back and forth, and they're they're happy couple friends. We're on the friend show way, whatever. But she's yelling at him like you need to get cleaned up, whatever. It's and it's advertising detergent, I think. It's a detergent. And she pushes him into a washing machine. Right, slams the lid down on him, pours in the perfect watching whatever sudsy thing, and then he pops out and he's a beautiful Asian man. Wow. This was made last year. This was last year. I put it on my Facebook page a while ago. Wow. And this is the thing the insidiousness of the spread of Western culture through conquest and trade in those days has set these tropes. So people who don't even directly interact with black people on a regular basis, they know from our movies and what they've been taught. Well, this is how they act, Mm -hmm. right? And 
And frankly, a lot of us are helping. There's a lot, like hip hop is split off into a situation where there's a whole bunch of hip hop artists that the Klan will be very happy to have them oh, per perform, yeah. uh, perform at their rallies. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Who's that fool whose ad is for the Samsung where he pours champagne? Oh, oh God. On Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne. Yeah. Oh, my God, help me. Okay, God help so, me. so Samsung mm -hmm. has a phone that's waterproof, right? Mm -hmm. And they say, well, what's the point of a waterproof phone? And he's like, I'll show you. And he puts his phone down and he just pours Cristal on it. Right. No, and he's he like, ah! the other guy from pouring water on it? Yeah. And says, no, bring me the Cristal. Yeah. It's just like, you would never see any white musical artist being portrayed that way That's right. on a television mm -hmm. commercial. And this goes that back... That they might behave that way because we all know they were throwing shit out the windows at the mm -hmm. crazy Zed Zeppelin and everything mm -hmm. like that, but we don't see that being perpetrated now as an ad to sell a good that to, to say this is the feature we all want. And it's right. not reinforcing that trope, right? Right. Uh, rock and rollers will show out yeah. from time to time, yeah. but they don't use that You don't even hardly hear trope, about it anymore, right? You know, except for rappers and the shit. The thing also yeah. that is, I talk to women about, I have talked to women, I shouldn't say I'm constantly talking to women about this, because I'm not, <laughs> but I, over my life, I've talked to women frequently about mm -hmm. this thing. What is it like being a woman surrounded by men, yeah. right? And frankly, it's like being black. Mm -hmm. You have to have certain set of survival skills, right? Right. That I, as a dude, just don't have to think about black, white, whatever. And now you look at my size. I'm six foot plus. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm big. Even when I'm not fat, I'm still big, <laughs> right? So there's a certain sense of violence that's just not coming my way. I don't think about it. A guy would have to take a big bite to start something with mm -hmm. me, right? And I don't. There's nobody walking around with that much to come yeah, at me, yeah, about, yeah. right? But a woman, mm -hmm. regardless of size or shape, mm -hmm. she's walking around. She walks in a room where there's 10 dudes. Mm -hmm. She can't take the chance that some of those dudes are going to keep following her. Sure. She has to be ready for that. Right. That's a thought process that's going on. So if you think about that, that soup that they live in, and then you take what we just talked about with Lil, Lil Wayne, connect it to this. I'm a professional writer, and mm -hmm. I'm a professional writer of science fiction and, and fantasy sure. and some crime. Mm -hmm. So I'm already off to the left as a writer, period, regardless of... Correct. Whatever, like if you don't know anything else about mm -hmm. me, that's I write in a niche market, mm -hmm. right? Then you add in the fact that I'm black. More than once in my writing career, someone has met me myself, mm -hmm. found out I'm a writer, didn't apparently believe I was telling the <laughs> truth, went and read some of my stuff, came mm -hmm. back and said, and I quote, I can't believe you wrote that. Yes. I told you I wrote that. Yes. I cannot believe you wrote yes. that. And there's no answer to why they didn't believe it. Yeah. Because if they'd met exactly the same me That's as That's the white birther guy, card. Because you're thing. so well-spoken. Right. Well, God forbid that I would, you know, <laughs> hey. like, I can put my letters together in the right row. But what I'm saying is that we have to all carry the weight of this, these sort of, we, don't, we need not discuss these attitudes. Mm -hmm. We need not challenge any of these attitudes. And if you ever do challenge them, why do you have your fist in your ear? And I'm like, man, this is like the 19th time this happened to me today. Mm -hmm. It's not the first time. You're mm -hmm. not getting the energy from this one time. Yeah. You're getting it's the energy from 90 times <laughs> in the last four weeks. Correct. You know, And it gets old. Some days you don't have it to be the, the, the okay, I'm going to let that slide off me. You know, And then you fold in the fact that you are also a female. Maybe you're also gay. Maybe you're also foreign, a mm -hmm. new immigrant. And all these things stack up. And when you talk about what is it like living in America, which America? Yeah. What Amer America is a tiered, layered place. It's a, it's a, a stew. It's yeah. not a melting pot. Okay, hold on. So we got to talk about Colin not kneeling down. Right. <laughs> I know we're a few weeks you late. You know where I'm at. But trip. But trip. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> White folks be going in about this motherfucker right here. They have this thing about us, you know, that like, and they always take it back to the military. Like the military, you know, is, is, is the one who's protecting us. And you didn't even, you know, how dare you not, you know, salute and do the whole, you know, uh, uh, what the fuck is the song called? Star oh, Spangled Banner, whatever yeah. the fuck. You, you know, you know all the verses? Uh, I know the, the two verses. verses. Right. Yeah, the, the third, third verse. verse about, yeah. That one verse they conveniently leave yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why yeah. I'm not exactly. saluting that. Let's just be clear. <laughs> yeah. This was written by a racist motherfucker. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, those slaves. Right. See, 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 people don't know. They don't want to know. That that, that, that that song was written when the British were, were, were invading the States and they were burning down the White House. Mm -hmm. And the British told black slaves, Help us out. if you're... You know what? Help us out, and you're free. 
I'm taking that deal. We're not going to send you back to your mm-hmm. people. I, I'm a slave. I'm taking I'm that taking deal. I'm taking that deal. I'm exactly. straight up taking that deal. I don't deal. care if you're black or white or Asian. If you're a slave and, some, and someone, someone rolls up and says to you, help us out, I'm going to take you out of the chains, mm-hmm. you're taking that. Yeah. There's a guy, Stephen Brust, is uh, one of my favorite um, sci-fi novelists. He writes mm-hmm. this book, among, among many other things, wrote this book series called uh, Jarek. Mm-hmm. Okay? And in his world... Uh, elves. They mm-hmm. think of themselves as the human beings. They're yeah. they they're like elves too. They got magic and they live a long time mm-hmm. and they're really durable. They got super speed. All, mm-hmm. So they're running stuff, right? <laughs> and they call them uh, humans, Easterners, because most humans come from the east side of these mountains. Yeah. And it's basically like apartheid South Africa with these yeah. elves, right? So this main character, Vlad, who's a human being, mm-hmm. he's like he joins this little house that's kind of like the mafia, the mafia family. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "We need you. You got good skills." Blah 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 blah. And the guy basically says. But I'm a I'm 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 a, a third classer, right? I'm 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 a downtrodden. Why mm. would you want me? So it's because you could blah, blah, blah. So then what would I what would you get from me? Oh, you kill very efficiently, right? <laughs> and he's like, Well, yeah, so thank you, I do that. I do that very efficiently. <laughs> um, it says, So you're gonna be on our team, here's what you get. And he's like, wait a minute, I'm gonna get to kill elves and nobody's coming back at me about it because I'm part of this now? I'm part of your family now officially? Mm -hmm. And they're like, yep. He's like, sign me the fuck up. And then he kills the shit out of a bunch of people who've been, not specifically individually been stepping on him, but now he can punch that face he's never been able to Mm -hmm. punch. So the idea that you're going to offer a slave complete freedom and then hand (laughs) him a gun. So they made him a deputy, basically. Basically, right? Of course they're mm -hmm. taking that deal. Oh, that reminds me. I need to tell you what the coolest part about this movie, The Goodbye Uncle Tom, right? The end of it, it gets to the Nate, to gets to the. Who's the guy in Brother of a Nation? Oh, uh, D.W. Griffith. No, no, no. The the Nate Parker. Oh, movie. Nate oh. Parker, Nat Turner. Nat Turner, Nat uh-huh. Turner. Gets to the Nat Turner slave rebellion, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's taking, but you meet a guy in 1970, a black guy in Florida, hmm. and he's reading William Styron's book, Confessions of Nat Turner. Right. Okay. And then it's flashing back to. The plantation in the night in the night eighteen twenties, and he's looking at white people on the beach and how much fun they have, and it's like flat. He's having these flashbacks to mm-hmm. to the slave time and all that, and then we actually go and do the killing. You know the the mm-hmm. slave revolt. It's it's like black guys with afros and in like the really? 70s back in the plantation killing these people in the really? it's so brothers why huh? kind of like, it's why why kind of mix back and forth totally to see totally see it's so crazy but that to me was one of the coolest parts about the film because I was mm-hmm. like because it's it's saying it's is a black guy today he's hanging out on the beach and he's like you white people can have fun and you look at me because your ball gets kicked over to me by your kid, and mm-hmm. you're looking at me scared because mm-hmm. what's, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? happen yeah. Because I'm because we're because we're because st- I'm still carrying the, the the weight of what happened 150 years ago, and and and, and the fact that you're not mm-hmm. right. is why there's a problem. The, right. the fact that you're like pushing it away. Well, look is at look at what Texas is doing. Texas is where most of our textbooks for school kids come from. Oh. People don't know that oh. they have in their next. I guess next round that are going out. Mm-hmm. And I think this is official. It's happening. It's not mm-hmm. something that can be fought against. They have reworded the story of the South to <laughs> change the name, the word slave to workers. Workers. Yeah. Workers. One yeah. word change. A one word change. Why would that be significant? Because who agreed to that? Who agreed to it? Because There's the, no because agreement the, is necessary. The, the, see, see, see. <laughs> it, it say, okay. Like one of the first jobs that I had out here was doing book layout for a company called McGraw Hill. Oh, perfect! Yes, and and there was American history books that we did for Texas, hmm. and and Texas was the biggest market for all textbooks. So so whatever they wanted, that's what it was. Was what it was. There's a few. Yeah. There's a few places, few states that were like, well, we don't want the Texas version. Mm. Up in the northeast and stuff like that, and maybe out, out here in California. What? But Lisa Bolakaja. But, but yeah, but that was the thing. Yeah. They are up here, just up up here, you know. Just, Hello, Leo. Uh, continue, You know, the, the people in Texas are just like deciding how, like I think the Civil War is not is like this is over states' rights. They talk about like the the whole fact that people don't view slavery as. <laughs> I mean, the Civil War testing, as, a, testing. As, as a battle to defeat slavery is because the textbooks that came out of Texas were like, we ain't having that. Also, it goes back to what I said about killing Lincoln. Yeah. Okay. When you, when you have an insurgent power in your nation, 
and it's big enough to cause most of the Americans that have ever been killed still were killed in the freaking Civil War. Um, so this was a big... Oh, just what? <laughs> this You're was all a, up under the microphone. Oh, we're on now? Yeah, hey, we're fam, on. sorry, fam. Sorry, fam. I'm, I'm walking in, getting my candies and stuff. <laughs> no, we're not just talking. We're doing this for real. Uh, this is on wax, baby. Um, but, like, <laughs> it's the same thing when you change the legislation. There was a whole bunch of stuff that had to happen after the defeat of that power. Whether you agreed with everything, and again, Lincoln was no freaking saint, okay? But he understood, I've just saved the Union on paper, but there's a whole bunch of guys who survived this thing mm -hmm. who are not not pissed off. They didn't suddenly go, oh, I guess we lost that. Yeah. Let's chill. Okay, you win. You win the argument, brother. Yeah. It's all cool now. Look at all yeah. these black senators and whatnot we got. Right. We're happy with that. That, that wasn't going to happen, and he knew it wasn't going to happen. So we had this reconstructive period where they, the federal government took pains, sent troops to make sure, look, we're folding you back in like this. Deal mm. with it. Mm. Right? But because that all got stopped and turned around, it gave power to a segment of a society that doesn't feel the appropriate grief, doesn't feel the appropriate shame and remorse. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, 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 look, think about East Germany and West Germany. Yeah. When that wall came down, you had two generations of, of East Germans who'd been raised to think of themselves as Soviet. Right. right. So they think of themselves as we beat the Nazis. You were the freaking Nazis. <laughs> okay. But when they folded back into West Germany, West Germany had all this residual guilt. They have laws in the books Still that you do. can't do in America about what you can say about other cultures, how, how certain religions are allowed to spread. They are terrified that that shit's going to take hold again in their country mm -hmm. because look at fascism in Europe right now. Well, see, right? Yeah. But here, we didn't do that. We started to do it. But we stopped. And so you have this segment of the population that thinks of itself as, well, we lost, but we weren't wrong. Well, see, okay, look, this is an interesting point you bring up because keeping the South down, keeping that foot on their neck was necessary, but it was removed. Yes. Now, a similar situation happened in Europe. World War I... Chris, Chris talking like it just happened right I now. Know, then it, like, it is now. Shit just now. ended. They, All right now. <laughs> they put the foot on Germany, and before it was fully taken effect about y'all messed up, the all kind of shit, fucking up the whole continent, mm -hmm. it was removed by Hitler with a scapegoat. And he had a scapegoat, and so and so and so that festering, That's we right. are, are are dope. That's right. Gave us a third Reich. That's right. Uh, now you now it could be argued that the treatment of blacks post Civil War is those people who had who the whites in the South had that that there was a boot on their neck like in the Weimar Republic. Mm -hmm. Once it was removed, the Klan rose. Is the Klan super analogous to the Nazi in terms of in terms of the fear, in terms yes. of what they're trying to do? Duh. Yes. Yes. But yes. let me and say this to you. There was no secondary war in the States. That is correct. To because put they them did not down. front a second war. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But here's another thing about that. The boot you describe as being on their neck was entirely philosophical. Right? True. The troops that were sent down, the federal troops that were sent to the South to occupy the South, which was how do you occupy your own nation? You don't <laughs> occupy your own nation. But whatever. Those troops were sent to prevent violence. They weren't sent down there to make you do anything. They were sent down to keep you from doing something. We weren't right? looting and pillaging. Nobody was looting and pillaging you. you we were trying to set our country back up after you broke it. Okay? <laughs> so please don't keep breaking it. We're going to send some guys down to make sure that you right. understand this is the program now. Okay? But it all got erased. So, and Lisa, just so, to fill, so you to in. fill me in. <laughs> well, we just going in about a bunch of shit. It's been looping back and forth. <clears throat> but screen Chris writing, was telling way. us about this movie him and Will just saw the other. Tell She I, probably saw I'm it. I'm telling you about it. Goodbye, Uncle Tom. When we yes. saw Westworld. You know what? Saw, I've heard when he told me about it. I, I've seen the poster. Yeah. I've just never seen the movie. And they were telling me about it. it. Like. After I went home and thought about it, you mentioned, I'm like, where have I seen that? I'm kind of going through proof. like, oh, yeah, I've seen that poster before. I've mm. just never seen the movie. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, the, it, it might be known by its, like, I think Portuguese or Italian name is called um, um, Adio Tio Tom. Okay. That's, that, how, see, that's yeah, what yeah, I know because it she's as. Like yeah. deep, she's, like, deep. That's how <laughs> yeah. I know it as. She's like Come a crypto <laughs> film. <right? laughs> so, well, yeah. it doesn't already they go know to the it. vaults, like, yeah. Well, yeah, because my friend who told me about it, she kept saying that was a title, and I, and I was like, "What do you?" And she said to me three times, and I was like, "That's not a movie title." 
Because <laughs> I was thinking it was the English title. Yeah. But, then, right. the, but then I was like, when she said T.O. Tom, I remember reading this book, this great Don, this great Don Winslow book called um, Power of the Dog, which everyone has to read. Who likes crime. Oh, if you like crime shit, okay. you need to read this book. All right, I'll read <laughs> it. Shit. I'll read it. You know, um, <laughs> it's, this, it's this book about the drug trade. It is fucking wild. Let me just, a side note. If you make a villain hard as fuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> you do what this guy did in this book. Okay. Where, oh where he seduces this drug dealer's wife, gets her to run away with this guy, this killer guy, with her and her kids, and then, and, and then tells the drug dealer, I have your wife and child. If you want them back, you know, we need to it's meet. That's how we roll. Right? We're, right. we're going to meet. They go and they meet at this bridge in South America, and he's talking, mm. and they're there on both sides of the bridge, and they're walking. And he sees the drug dealer, the, 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 the guy who seduced the, the, the drug dealer away, the criminal, the killer. He just takes the kids and throws them over the side. What? And they, and they smash on the rocks below. What? He didn't even plan to, like, to let, let there be an exchange. He just was like, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> this is how deep I roll. <laughs> and I want to see you while I did that. Yes. Yes. I want yeah, you to look at me while I murder your children. I your kids <laughs> off a bridge. Well, that's like Sicario. You saw the, <laughs> yeah, you saw Sicario? Yeah, he sits like, down at this table for dinner, dinner and I was like, oh, they're all dead. They're all dead. Yeah, Holy all crap, dead. he's going to murder these teenagers. Yes. He's straight up going to kill these teenagers. Right, yes. right. right. But, uh, but, but anyway, but, 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 but that killer, his, his name was T. Because like the uncle, ah, okay. and I was like, "Oh, T.O. Tom must be Uncle Tom." Right. So then I was able to look it up on 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 uh, uh, IMDb to figure it out. I like out. deep film knowledge. I like the one of the things that I always get. Um, it always drives me nuts when I talk to, especially minority um, per- creators, because there's this. I'm really been lately gotten big on this. We need to start dreaming bigger. Mm-hmm. We need to start thinking of ourselves as more powerful. I can do it individually, but I was raised by a very unique group of people. (laughs) Not everybody was so gifted. My parents are crazy (laughs) as hell. But um, knowing film history, knowing how mainstream Hollywood crushed black Hollywood right before Birth of a Nation, right? Right before uh, the jazz singer, the second wave crushed black Hollywood Mm -hmm. again, Mm -hmm. intentionally, right? There was, a, there was an economic threat over here. These black people were going to see these things because of segregation. We created all of our own little shadow. Oh, the black stuff. cowboy movies right. from back stuff. then? Oh, right. Yeah. And, shows. Yeah. Right. All of that stuff. And then mainstream Hollywood just went, nope, smack. That's, you're, good. you're cutting into our profits. And we prefer you to watch Step and Fetch it anyway. Right. <laughs> right. So, um, but and come dance in some scenes and we'll cut you out when we show it in the South and we'll put it back in. You get Right. Which ironically includes one of the most racist motherfuckers in the history of film, D.W. Griffith. But a group of people went, you know, I'm not really feeling this studio system. We're not really being fair to the creators. Let's form our own studio, us who are rich and popular, and we'll just make our own stuff. This is something white people take for granted, right? It's not something that is particularly revolutionary. It is a smart business deal. You have enough social cachet and you have enough money. You go, you know what, uh, whoever was running, whichever Warner brother I'm mad at today, uh, fuck you. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm Michael Jackson. Uh Bite me. Mm. Okay? And... Mm. I don't see that coalizing. <laughs> I'm going to build my own Neverland. Right. Right? <laughs> I don't see that coalizing in the various subgroups. And I think it's because so much of our energy has collectively been focused on get that fucking boot off my neck. Mm-hmm. Get that boot off my neck mm-hmm. for generations so that there's no room to dream of something like that because everyone's always watching their own back. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, I, I, I agree with you. I think people should, should, people should dream more as creators. I mean, there's a movie coming out called Sleepless. Two weeks, Jamie, yeah, Jamie, yeah, Jamie Fox that. movie. Yeah, looks cool. Looks cool. It's a remake it of this dope as fuck French movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> dope as fuck French movie. That's why you should watch foreign what films. About you can steal them all the time. What's that thing? I, 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 oh, uh, uh, um, get out. Keanu? No, no, no. This is thriller that's coming oh, out. It's I, a, I don't it's know. A, I don't know. Okay, you tell me. But, 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 okay, but Sleepless. Mm-hmm. The, 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 it's called Sleepless Night. The French film. It is one of the best fight scenes I've ever fucking seen. Hmm. The raid, go to hell. Wow. The raid, go to hell? What? The raid, go to hell. There's the fight scene where these guys are fighting in this... Uh, okay, now the raid has a fight scene in mm-hmm. a restaurant, you know, the, yeah. the, 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 uh, the wine bar. Mm-hmm. The fight scene these guys have in this, in this restaurant kitchen in Sleepless Nights 
blew me away. Really? Holy crap. It's still one of my all-time favorites. You said the raid should go fuck The raid should go fuck it. The raid, pack your bags. Motherfucker, they did part too. I was like, no, I, I get that. All the raid was was a fight no, scene. I, I get that, but that's why, because the context in Sleepless Night right. made it so dope. Like, the context okay. in the movie is this. So there's the, there's, there's the crooked cop Mm-hmm. Played by Jamie Foxx, and the new one is, and the other one I can't remember the guy's name, French guy, and him and his boy they pull this robbery off. They they rob these co- these um, heroin dealers in the beginning, first scene, boom boom, and uh, like oh shoot this guy, and one guy gets away, and they go okay, blah blah blah, and then they go to work, and you realize they're cops, and then they get assigned. To deal with that case. That's hysterical. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're going to just fuck this because we're going to have Now we're definitely, I've got to get away with this one. That's a good reversal. Lovely and then, premise. I you know, it. they're there and, and they're like, they're at the crime scene and they're kind of cleaning it up, stuff they kind of left there and stuff like, you know, mm. on the slide because I was looking. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then the lead guy gets a call and, um, you know, he, he goes home first and he, he got his wife and kid everything like that. And he, he gets a call and he's at the crime scene and it's a drug dealer and he's like, I have your son. <laughs> oh, the guy got away. Yeah, the guy got away. Yeah. I have your son, so I want the drugs back, or your son's gone. And mm. he's like, oh, fuck, yeah, fuck, fuck. Yeah, and, and he's like, um, come to my nightclub tonight mm. with the drugs. Mm. And the whole movie after that takes place in that nightclub. Really? That night. Huh. During a club. Like it's, a, it's an open club. It's a functioning club. Oh, my mm. God. You know? So it's like, you know, he's like trying to like maneuver and shit, and like, and and then his cops are after him, like the D. I mean, or like the I I internal. It's internal affairs after him. It's so dope because it's so contained, and you're mm. like, right. who the hell gets to make a movie? I mean, it's just. It's, just, and it's, it's not some big, massive Vegas club like mm-hmm. it is in the... In the it's mm-hmm. like a real club. It's a, re, you know, in the, in the Jimmy Fox movie. Not that that's not, I mean, look, it's Hollywood film, and, yeah. and, and they, get a, they got a budget. They can do what they want. <laughs> right. Right. But the French film, and the scene they right. have when the guy who's, who's masterminding it, and him, the lead cop, had this fight in this kitchen, because that's where it's going to turn in the, in the middle of the movie. One of us is walking out yeah, of this room. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's like the second act curtain. Yeah. Okay. You're like, oh, like so, the whole movie's like crumbed to this right. head. So nice. You realize when that fight's happening, what it means. And they're like rolling over the tables and they're grabbing. Well, see, like, that's you know we, the, we the, talk the, about the, this, you know, right? Like, like like the salad bowls and mm-hmm. the, it's just so. But dope. you're saying, and the reason that that fight's better ultimately is because the characters matter to you. Exactly. Right. Yes. That they spent the first part of the movie making you at least empathize with this crooked oh, cop, right? Oh, yeah. right? And right. really empathize with this drug dealer too, apparently, mm-hmm. so that the outcome of the fight actually does matter. Yes. It's not just wow, look at that cool job. Look at that sometimes cool you start dodge. to zone out like a lot of action things if I'm not into the characters I just start to like zone out I think uh, Matrix 2 wow <laughs> she see this is what I'm talking about she reached back just to smack that Matrix 2 it was right there for the no money. reason you know I hold grudges oh my god <laughs> poor Matrix 2 leave Matrix 2 alone it's just sitting it's like, there. Why are you I cared at about y'all in the first movie had but this second movie does this really gotta go on for 20 I'm zoning out wow. I'm zoning out yeah, you know what? It's, <laughs> it, 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 it's hard not to blame the Wachowskis for that that little phenomenon where they were doing for a while, where they would film the sequel and the second sequel back to back. I mean, I th- you know a bunch of movies did that. What is that? Pirates of the Caribbean, and crap, also the Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Rings. Yeah. and it's like those. But that's money. But isn't you know it? what? Isn't it just it's, a, it's a budgetary. It's, it's money, yeah. but those but those movies are never any good. Well, They're, that's true. I think they. I think well. I mean, look, the first Pirate, first Pirates of the Caribbean, not that bad of a movie. Yeah. Two and three, wholly unwatchable. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> you've been there, done that. It, it's, it, it really does come down to the finance part, right? The the studio's like, holy crap, giant blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Not just a more, little blockbuster. More, more. We want more, but, mm-hmm. but, but it's always diminishing but the, returns. But after the a players while. involved become also blockbustery and they're like look I'm servicing my career dude I love Pirates of the Caribbean but I got five movies lined up so mm-hmm. let's get this done right the same problem that happened with Matrix 2 and 3 is the same thing that happened with Pirates 2 and 3 yes there was really one movie there mm. just one yeah. mm. you, know, you could have got away with two two would have been lovely and you would have had a great movie with character mm-hmm. arcs. Mm-hmm. You would have seen Keira Knightley's character develop cleanly to where she ended up being a pirate queen. Right. That would have been, you know, right. he becomes Davy Jones. He re- I mean, all of that could have happened in a two-hour movie. Right. But then you have these crazy sequences where Gore Verbinski is like, well, he's a genius. Let him do what he wants to do. That craziness where they were running around the island on a rotating ball and all. I'm like, 
why am I watching 15 minutes of these people in a Bugs Bunny cartoon? Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't need 15 minutes of this. It's mm-hmm. interesting, right. but I don't need it for 15 freaking minutes. Right. Yeah. You right. know, get over it. I mean, I mean, the worst case is the recent Hobbit movie. Yeah. Why is that three movies? Awful. Why is that three? three? And it shouldn't have been. I and Peter Jackson that. resisted it being that. That was a studio, right? Uh, dude, it's going to be a trilogy. Right. Just get over it. We're going to milk it. And, yeah. and by the way, it needs a girl. Mm. I, you know what? Right. I, I think that's why um, Guillermo del Toro backed out. Because I think he wanted to do it as one movie. And they were mm-hmm. like, oh, y'all do at least two. And he's like, I'm out. There are, there's enough <laughs> story here for two Peace. freaking movies. Right. right? But they don't think that way. They're not going to start thinking that way. So when you get in a big budget world, just understand. They want to keep that, that merchandising <laughs> you and know, all of that stuff. So. I, I mean, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's always going to be a friction between us on the creative side and the business side. And the business side wins because they got the money. Mm-hmm. Right? They always win. Um, and I don't know that that's necessarily always wrong. I think that we have different goals in mind. Mm-hmm. They're, they want to put asses in seats. If they can figure a way to put a black dot on a white screen for two hours with no sound <laughs> and it just went beep, 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 beep for the whole two hours that's what movies would be okay they would straight up you know Black Dot coming soon from Paramount right that's, that would, Black Dot 2 2 dots right you think I'm kidding I am so not kidding there's that, but there's that really funny spoof like, like, like iPhone 7 commercial where that little girl was she's filming her mom cutting onions right right. and it becomes this big phenomenon like film school and art people are right. going this is the best this is the best and you see in the theater, and I'm like, really? Yeah. Speaking really. of putting p- putting butts in seats, a friend of mine wrote this article two weeks ago on Medium about that the television should should be in movie theaters. That really high end hmm. television should be, you know, wow. you should see it in the theater. And like I've been, what? Like give me an example. Westworld. Westworld. Well, we just talked about next. Westworld. We'll get into that. Next okay. Okay. That yeah. Are we gonna take a break? Yeah. Next but, okay. Yeah. Next so, but something like that, right. and it's like you know, like like you could pay for it. To come see the show, like like a nominal fee, not this fifteen dollars shit, right, right, like, right. like three dollars. You mean like or, the movie serials used to be? Yeah, back in yeah. The yeah. Yes. that yeah. no one remembers because they don't do their film studies. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if you had a subscription to HBO, mm-hmm. HBO theater, then you could go to the theater, you know, see the show and not to pay because you you've already paid you've already for it. Got you, got like, yeah. you know, like you just got to type in your little. Yeah, you get the movie like, track. You t- right. type that in your code. Track. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. genius! See, that's something you could do mm-hmm. because I just, I just, you know, Game we want to talk about Westworld, right. but I would say when we saw Westworld because we mm-hmm. saw the CAA mm-hmm. theater. Oh, they the big, um, the big. Uh, I yeah. mean, it was dope seeing it on a big screen, and I watched it the other night again because I wanted mm-hmm. to watch it before the episode two, and I watched it on my mm-hmm. uh, my Kindle, mm-hmm. and I was like. It's not the same. same. You're like my wife. But Why would you watch a Kindle? movie on a Kindle? You're a filmmaker, for God's sake. You know a Kindle's not. Well, this the is a television show, and I already see it in the theater. A Kindle is not a television. It. Kid. That's like watching not it on a MacBook. Why would it? My wife watches these shows on these things, and I'm like, look, how are you doing this? I don't typically watch anything but certain television shows that I want to burn through on Kindle. So informational. Yes. Okay. Because because look, I'd already seen it, so so I'm not. Like That's being fair. experienced the first time, but I wanted to like let's get detail. Uh, we're not gonna talk about it because it's a detail part. But but anyway, I think that would be a way to make theaters more interesting because Game of Thrones. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Game of Thrones? We'll see. Theater, but, like but, the ArcLight had one theater dedicated. Did, did, dedicated to, to yeah. You know, get to see two could, episodes. They would destroy. They, they would destroy. Just show them. one. Yes. Just show one for three dollars. Come back. Because yeah. and the thing is, is oh, I'd want to. Because the thing about Game of Thrones is, is this, is that, is that, I watched that show at home, and I'm always disappointed that the way it's colored doesn't really let me enjoy the sets. And hmm. the costumes, because every because because I because because I watch that now on my on your, on your Kindle. No, no, no. <laughs> I watch it on this my. It may uh, come from watching things on Kindle. No, 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 no. This is the thing. No, no. I, I watch it on my uh, on my Xbox, right, mm-hmm. and, and, and on HBO Go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and it's got all these little behind the scene things, kind of like on old DVDs mm-hmm. where you're a little behind the scene shit. Right. And, and since I missed that because I don't get DVDs that much anymore, I watch in those. Mm-hmm. And when you watch what the fuck the production is. They spend so much fucking money, yeah. and there's so much fucking cool ass shit. Then the details and the fucking, mm-hmm. you know, oh, oh, guess what? You know that candle's not burning.
burned down right all this kind of shit is so it's like some Kubrick level type of detail work right. and then when they shoot it it's all kind of muted down in this narrow mm. color just like I can't see everything do you find it also that because it's destined it's, it's destiny is to be on a television screen that it's also it's uh, aspect ratio is also yes, not I'm sure. encompassing all of the grandeur that it yeah. could be well but see yeah, but they're shooting it in 185 we're not yeah. no they're shooting it in 16 by 9 I'm shooting mm. 185 and like so many movies that we know and love are shot in 185 that's true so that's we true. don't necessarily care the difference is is that now but on a big movie screen if the, you knew it was destined for a theater, theater you could do a big expansive shot right. and those little dots would still be big, big enough yeah right. exactly right. exactly right. Right. right right you know because I had seen a, what's that movie remember that movie that Will Smith did last year with no. Margot Robbie oh um, Oh, the one uh, about the, the con, con, the con uh, game, confidence, confidence. That, no, that, that nobody called. watched. Uh, focus? focus, 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 confidence, focus, uh, focus. Yeah. Yeah. What they wanted to say was oh, leverage. Okay. Yes, yeah, basically, basically. Right. leverage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's actually, a good movie. It's a good fun movie. Out. Like for that movie, but well, this, you know why? But yeah, but anyway, they shot the movie in one eighty five, hmm. and I say to myself. This movie needs the widescreen aspect. This needs it because of what it's trying to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you know that difference, particularly that story, because it was trying to tell big, big, elaborate international cons, right. that's like the vista that you want. Right. And it Whereas, didn't. Like, and it um, felt was more. It House of Games, House you of, want to shoot yeah, right. too right. small. Right. Yeah. Right. So I feel like um, it's an it's, it's interesting notion to, to put television in a theater. You know, I, I, I think know. that's really smart. I think that they would dominate with certain projects. Yes, you right. can't put everything in the theater. I mean, but, I mean right. I'm not going to watch Mike and Molly. Sorry, Mike and Molly fans out there. Maybe. Maybe I'll leave my Mike and Molly in love. This was a This is a chop it up episode. I'm not disparaging that show. I'm just saying it doesn't It doesn't warrant a big screen. We'll talk about Westworld later. Definitely. Well, that's what's up. You know how we do it on a rant room. Where are you at, Jeff Thorne? I'm at uh, jeffreythorne.com. And by the time you hear this, I will be at your local comic book store having written the comic book Solo. Yeah. And the character Mosaic that I created for Marvel Comics. Uh-huh. Uh, hopefully, oh, you people your book? will show up and buy the hell out of Mosaic. So, is Mosaic, can I make a Mosaic costume to, to cosplay? Is it going to be expensive for me? Uh, how much body paint? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Get that. I was looking at that the other day. You do need to get it. I was like, trust me, get it. Mosaic Mosaic, issue one. If you don't love Mosaic at the end of issue one, do not come back for issue two. <laughs> I dropped the mic. In fact, I'll, I'll be sitting there at the Culver City Comic Shop, I and I'll be sitting there at me slapping that's your hand. That's my. Uh, 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 that's my mantra to everybody. Read the first issue or read the teaser. Don't read anymore. Don't read anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you'll read more. I, <laughs> I, I believe you will want to come back for issue two when you That's see what right. I put this brother through. You're going to be like, what? Are they going to put this brother through next? <laughs> okay. And, and the art's great. And Kari and Emilio are drawing the hell out of it, coloring the hell out of it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm medium. I'm on mm. medium. Uh, game of... Game of Thorns on Medium, Game of Thorns on Twitter. Mm. Be careful uh, to follow them. Yeah, it, yeah uh, it, it's my thing. Lisa okay. be going in. I, I, if, you, if, you, if you don't come correct, I'm gonna get you. So that's it. Where you at, Chris? I'm at um, ShadowboxerCinema.net. You can also see our movie Architects of Crime at at um, ArchitectsOfCrime.com, mm-hmm. or you can find me on Twitter at UnauthorizedCBD. That's what's up. Lisa, Lisa, Colt Jam coming in here late today. <laughs> what happened? So, I no, no, really quick. No, really quick. Normally, when I leave to come here, I'm always here like usually 45 usually minutes to an early. hour early. I'm yeah. hanging the coffee shop. But when I was leaving this morning, uh, I made the mistake a couple of months ago of befriending the stray cat <laughs> and decided to be nice and let her have a hookup outside of the bed. So she had these kittens. And this morning, I was leaving out my sister's house. My sister said, hey, you might want to track your engine. Because last week my sister went to go we were relatives and stuff, and she left, and the kittens had got underneath the the the, the, the engine. So it was warm. So yeah, but mm-hmm. it's like they're really territorial, so I figured they stay in her shit. <laughs> so when I got up, my sister comes running out. She goes, "Hey, hey, wait, wait!" And I popped my trunk. Um, you know, not the trunk, but the the engine part. Mm-hmm. The kittens were in the engine, hanging yeah. out, and then one dropped down. So I had to spend like forty minutes trying to make sure the cat was out of the safely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> wow. I mean, I love animals, 
But I made the mistake of naming the babies. Oh. So I'm missing one. <laughs> no. It might still be there. I mean, when I was driving up here, I kept looking behind me on the freeway like, <laughs> what? I hope this baby don't fall out the car because I will pull over and be like, stop. Why? But I made the corpse at that point. I know. But I named if I had to name them, mm-hmm. but I named them Shaolin Fantastic, uh. Geechee Dan and Seven of Nine. Oh so uh, Twitter fam, I'm looking for Shaolin Fantastic. He's a little gray, ish little tabby looking little no, thing. So I'm hoping he's not in the car still. But <laughs> you know what? I did my best. So that's why I kind of walked if in there. If he's alive in that candy. car, he's the most freaked out cat. Oh, he's mine now. No, he ain't going to be outside. He's going to be in the house. He's not going to want to go outside. <laughs> He's going to be like, put exactly. me in a Tupperware dish and leave me so, the hell alone. Yeah, so apologies for coming in and uh, strolling in, eating candy and unwrapping <laughs> the goodies. <laughs> Having Hilliard slap my hand. But you That's can find me on Twitter at What Fresh Hell is This? Oh, and one more thing. Mm-hmm. In two weeks, y'all, on Friday, October 21st, it's coming back. The Grown Folks Twilight Zone. Oh. <laughs> A.K.A. Mm-hmm. the British Bonsai mm-hmm. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Uh, I'm mad. There's only six episodes, so I'm going to have to stretch it out. But we are going to be live tweeting with Geek Soul Brother and a bunch of people from oh, um, uh, Black Girl Nerd. So mm-hmm. I'll let you guys know. But it's coming, y'all. Black Mirror. Come come through, fam. Mm-hmm. Get your snacks and your liquor ready. That's what's <laughs> <up>. <laughs> your liquor ready? There's one of those I still haven't been able to get through. The one where they uh, they track your whole day and then people can look at it and comment on what you did all day long. I haven't made it through the party scene on that. It's too much. Really? <laughs> too much? That's the one that I, I'm out. That's oh, that's the one with uh, Toby. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I love and him. he's a good actor. Oh, my God. I go back I and watch like, an episode just to watch him. As soon as they were at that party, they're like, hey, take out your chip. Let's all see what your day yeah. was like. I was like, I'm nope. out. I nope. Really? No, you gotta finish that. Hell it's, no. it's good. Hell you gotta no. finish it. I can't watch people that. No, that like day that. is coming. No. That day is coming. Not for Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have, y'all. <clears throat> and I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. Follow the show, Screenwriters RR, on Twitter. Um, any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Um, big shout out to all the countries that are following us. We love you guys. We appreciate it. <clears throat> um, please go on. on iTunes, give us a five-star review. Stitcher, whatever you guys follow, whatever you um, use. That's for Android people. Oh, okay. Can you yeah. believe people are on Android? I don't know what's um, wrong with that. Anyway. <laughs> don't you listen to them. Yo, fuck yourself. <laughs> don't you listen to them. Phone. Um, and please go on uh, Facebook. Follow us on the Facebook page. Um, you guys know who we are. So everybody joining 2016. You guys know how we do it on the Rant Room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2016. 2016. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Let the beast about the cage That light about the dark Can you build the inferno From the itty bitty spark Coffee shop hustlers Rise with the cream A million other writers Same Hollywood dream Your pen and paper All like bullets in the gun Write what you feel Say what you want In the red room We say what we say We do what we feel We gotta keep it real In the red room All about the crap So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Mm-hmm.